You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome back to the program. It's The Big Show with Russick and Rose. No George Russick today, but he'll be back (laughs) shortly-ish. I'm Matt Rose. He's Peter Klein. GVP is in the other room. Patty Dumas producing the show today. Rocking a sweet Mastodon shirt. Yeah, he is. That's a quality, uh, some quality threads you got on today. You do love your metal shirts, don't you? Yeah, I don't have too many. This is the only one I really have. I don't have a lot of like clothes I care about anymore. Like I, <laughs> I don't have a lot of oh, clothes. I don't have a lot of clothes. Like really, I don't. Like it's the same things I just wear out. Like same things over and over again. I need a new style. You need some new swag. I need to get out and shop more. Well, you need to. This feels like a, oh, let's get sales on this one. Let's go. Yeah. Give yeah. me some money, guys. They can put me in a suit four years ago. They yeah, they did. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, they did do that. They did do that. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get you some fresh swag. We used to get free stuff dropped off all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I used to always wear free stuff. This hat I have, I didn't pay for. It I didn't here. pay for the hat I'm wearing either. There you go. Jesus. Pandemic hit and we didn't get nothing. Yeah. Just... Well, I got something. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite is <laughs> You got the old heave ho. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woof. All right. Well, there we go. <laughs> hey, uh, I wanted to ask you, Patty, about something you brought up in the break. Mm. Um, because the NFL season is upon us. Um, we were talking about teams that we like and teams that we don't like, and then all of a sudden we got onto quarterback, mm. the new Netflix show. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't got around to it. I thought about it while I was kind of coming home on the trip and decided to watch the new season of The Witcher instead, Mm. which is very good. And I think they dropped the rest of it in like two days. So that's going to be great for me. But quarterback. Yeah. Marcus Mariota. Yep. Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. And the the main man that everyone wants to see, Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, going into this, my idea was... Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be great. You're going to love seeing everything that he does. Kirk Cousins is going to be about as lame as we think. <laughs> and Marcus Mariota is going to fill a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind how, of a, how close am I? You know what? They, they've done a good job at giving all three equal time. Oh, that's not a good thing. I, 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 <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, I don't really, really want to find out. Like, I guess Mar- Mariota's probably been the least. I would like the least I've paid attention to because last year was weird for him. Like he had that knee injury or whatnot that he, he just he just left the team. He just up and left Atlanta oh. and went to Vegas to go get some knee knee stuff done. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And Arthur Smith was like, yeah, I guess he's <laughs> still around, but he's not really so they were like yeah let's go with the, with the Desmond Ritter or whatever they have at quarterback so uh but Kirk Cousins he, what you see with Cousins on the field what you hear from him it's exactly what his life is he is the most you know he, dri- he bought his grandparents van still drives that Ugh. uh obviously he's got the stuff with the religion the Christianity and all that and like which is whatever if, if that's for you that's fine but a lot of people mm-hmm. it's like all right it's a lot uh his wife dresses him I found that out, so you can you can tell that off the bat. Oh, that that's that's you know no what? part of that surprises no. me. Yeah, um, and frankly, I don't have a problem with that either. He had this. Uh, oh. If I had that type of money, the things yeah. I would wear would be so preposterous. Oh my god! <laughs> like he's just like, like the long. He's like, oh, this is Patagonia. Yeah, he's like, yeah. He's like who Pat- makes his shirt? Patagucci. He's making like what a Patagucci. Kids call it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and then you. like he built this uh, like Murphy room, like a like a secret, like a behind a secret door, uh, like a, a door behind a bookshelf. And what is it? A film room? Well, no, because he's like, oh, I don't like having all my stuff out in the open and showing his off trophies. It's it's literally all his accolades his through his career, room. his ego room. 
It's just all his game balls, like pictures from when he was a kid, jerseys, uh, and they like not and a the, lot of rings. And the so. guy was well, <laughs> that's the part. There's the part where there's like this mannequin and a shelf behind it, and like the guy built. He's like, yeah, this is for your trophy. This is for your Lombardi trophy. Mm. <laughs> real, like real dusty yeah, shelf. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be waiting a little bit, <laughs> maybe. Even, buddy. Even, even Kirk was like, <laughs> okay, yeah. But <laughs> sure, it, and then like like it goes through a lot what he went on with Washington. He's got the towel from the you like that game like up and hanging <laughs> uh nice. and then like obviously pat mahomes is the guy like he's intense like he's an intense dude on the field and a lot of people just like maybe that rubs them in a different way like mm. you know like you know like like, like I don't know how to say it. like that Raider game, uh, the the the, the Raider game in Kansas City, the one with Devonte pushing the the photographer right. and everything. Like that game was intense. Like Max Crosby and him had words in that game. So that that's a really fun one the, to watch. The, the thing well. about Pat Mahomes too is he's become the guy to beat. Yeah. So yeah. when teams have an edge on him or they're up on him, yeah. they like to let him know because he, he feels like a guy that. Let's yeah. people know when he's running them over as well. And he recognizes that. Like he recognizes like as I we've gone on in this league, teams have just started to play us differently. You can tell they're they're playing deeper safeties. So like I'm gonna work in that middle now. That's where I'm gonna go. Like it is it's amazing how he's gone from where he started and how the league has evolved with him and how he's trying to adapt with it. Uh, it's pretty cool, and like how he's like a dad. Like I, he watched a lot of Aaron Rodgers tape. He's watched mm. a lot of Tom Brady's tape because like like Tom not being the most mobile quarterback but arguably probably the greatest pocket passer ever to play the game mm -hmm. and then Aaron Rodgers maybe the most athletic quarterback to what he could do with that ball to ever play a game so two really good guys that obviously Pat Mahomes has made his game off of and just translating so it's really deep dive really good work from Netflix I never really watched the full swing documentary so mm. it's it's same same style of wave and all the episodes are out there it's not like you're waiting a week for the next one they're all out there to watch so it's actually really really good done uh, by Netflix, and I'm excited to see what they'll do next season with the next three quarterbacks if they do bring it back. Yeah, for sure. Was there a lot of Jackson, Mahomes, and no, uh, a lot of Brittany? Mahomes. That was a lot something of Brittany. I was worried about. A lot of Brittany. Brittany's featured a lot in it because they get into her story how she grew up playing soccer and how she's in the ownership with the Kansas City WSL team uh, out there as well, and she's and how her. She has like she gives birth to a kid as well during the season. Uh, the wives they talk through the wives a lot, but yeah, mm -hmm. no Jackson Mahomes. He's there. I don't know if you saw that like last year when they were in L.A. That Henry Winkler was on the sideline and Winkler gave Mahomes or Mahomes gave Winkler the jersey. Yeah, like Jackson Mahomes is just standing there and he just you just yeah. see him. It does yeah. like a dance. He doesn't talk. That, that he doesn't feels talk. That feels <laughs> like hey, you there's gonna be stand. cameras around here. Could you not? Yeah, for like once in your life. Just yeah, don't please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was only six episodes through. I haven't finished it. Uh, How many but, yeah. is it? Ten? I think there's ten episodes. Wow, yeah. that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot of Kirk Cousins. Well, it was full swing was only six. Let me double and check. They covered me. way more people than yeah three. The, the Formula One show is ten yeah. episodes a season, but that's covering ten teams and twenty two drivers and all of that. So one of the things that I didn't like about Full Swing is that it kind of followed like every player had like their own episode, mm. whereas and it wasn't like necessarily like a chronological showing of the entire season. Right. It kind of went through each player and their big moments on the tour individually and, and kind of focused on each player. But, you know, granted, when you have a, a cast that's going to range, you know, a dozen plus guys, I understand mm -hmm. why you kind of have to do that. 
But that's the one thing that I wish I would have seen is a little bit more of a chronological organization. Is that quarterback? Yes, play, it, where they it do. Goes start of the season through. Well, to the end? it kind of does. Like each episode, it kind of goes along. Like in this last episode, it skipped right to the head with Mariota going to Vegas for to get looked at his knee, and that was mm. around week. This was right after the Falcons buy, which was a late buy, so early December. So, and it kind of goes like back and forth, but kind of follows like okay, now we're in week six. Now we're in week seven, and it kind of goes like we're now we're starting to get into the latter part of the season. I mean, like we're through episode six, seven, and eight. So there's only eight episodes, so eight will be the Super Bowl episode where you hear Mahomes talking that thing with Jalen Hurts about how he's like, "Yo, I got a house out here three months ago, knowing I was gonna be here," and Jalen Hurts just draw jaw drops, just like knowingly. Okay, this guy's for real. <laughs> this is different. This guy's yeah. a different cat. So, yeah. yeah, it's a really cool show. It gets because that quarterback is it's it's the most important position in sport. It might just be yeah. just what the happens they go on, how much they control, <laughs> and how much they matter to a league. Pete, what's your favorite kind of sports style like this show that's out? Like, there's full swing. There's Drive to Survive. Hard Knocks has been going on forever, and I think this season maybe has more intrigue than... Probably the most intriguing Hard Knocks ever. You know, last year it was Dan Campbell and the Lions, which signed me up, but... (laughs) (laughs) Aaron Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets might trump that. It might get a little bit overseen, as that was all that they talked about the entire offseason. Yeah. What, What are some of your favorites? Um, Drive to Survive, the the Formula One show, has like fully got me into Formula One. So that one for me is going to be a winner. But man, maybe because of the timing of it, the Last Dance, the the Michael Jordan one, yeah, it was, was really good, perfect, and it was really well done. It was so well done, and just to have all of that footage and all of those things, um, was just spectacular. So th- those are not the the most like out there ones or anything like that like mm-hmm. i'd love to give like a deep cut like well actually there's this yeah. one about surfing yeah. but um <laughs> are, th- th- those two are the ones uh kind of um an oldie but a goodie they don't do it anymore because they don't do boxing but hbo's 24 7 mm. um when they would follow the boxers they would do the nhl stuff too yeah. those were incredible have you ever watched quest for the cup what the nhl puts mm-hmm. on youtube yeah um, we had Steve Mayer, who's the chief content officer for the NHL on, does a, a lot of the kind of organizing of, of that program. And, uh, I admitted to him that I hadn't watched this season. I went back and I did watch them and this is a very good season. It was a lot of fun mm-hmm. to watch. They even cover like up through the parade and man, <laughs> I hated parade. it because <laughs> it, it made the Vegas Golden Knights like even more likeable. endearing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah right. Likeable. You're like, man, they've got a good thing. They treat their players well. Mm-hmm. And ah, Bill Foley, it's like someone that I can kind of get behind as far as sports ownership goes. I thought it was really well done and I always enjoy it. And their soundtrack, unreal. It's not so much professional sports, but what the WWE does for their documentaries mm, is yeah. uh, among some of the best work yeah. uh, in, in, if you want to watch good docs and whatnot about history of wrestling and just certain superstars and whatnot. WWE does a great job there. Yeah, I, uh, yeah I'm excited to watch uh, Hard Knocks this yep. year. Well, it's on DAZN up here in Canada, so you, you can watch it. Uh, but yeah, I'm ex- kind of excited to see what the... Uh, I, I, I wanted to ask... Um, with this all kind of coming up here, um, we got Barbie, we got Oppenheimer in theaters right now. <laughs> mm. Um, SummerSlam's in a couple weekends, isn't it? Yeah, August yeah, 5th, August 5th. Okay, yeah, so that's the weekend that the Mag 2 comes out. So I don't think I'm going to be able to sit down and watch that because I think I'm going to have to go see the Mag 2 a couple of times. Well, the What's WWE that? moved their all their uh premium live events to Saturday nights now, so uh, 
It used to be Sundays. Used to be Sundays. Sundays, Sundays, When I was an enjoyer of the wrestling. It's only the last couple of years. That they moved to Saturday. Since really the pandemic, they're like, let's go to Saturday. As long as it's not on a UFC weekend, let's do it. Yeah, Nick Khan, who's been in charge of a lot of things in Mm -hmm. WWE, was on a conference call. He was like, one of our pay-per-views went up against Tom Brady's return to New England. And I was just like, why are we doing this? (laughs) What what, what, what purpose do we serve doing this? So Saturdays work just fine. Especially when they've transitioned to more with the Peacock. They got rid of the WWE Network in the States, so it's now all the stuff's on the NBC streaming platform, Mm -hmm. Peacock. So, yeah, just mixing it up with uh, that Sunday Night Football is not the greatest. I saw they had dominating numbers for SmackDown again on some other random network because the World Cup of Soccer is on. rating ever. Yeah, because the U.S. was playing Vietnam that night on Friday night. Yeah. They had move up. Classic <laughs> rivalry. Yeah. But, Classic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, it was FS1's biggest. Like, WWE is on fire right now yeah. with the, the Bloodline mm-hmm. storyline. They're, they're doing, like, everything right right now. Mm-hmm. And this is amidst all of the other leagues and products kind of popping up. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. AEW is sold 60,000 tickets in, in England. So they're... Yeah, they got their all-in at Wembley coming up in the end of August. Yeah. You boys both went to the one during Stampede? I did, yes. Yeah. yeah. And? BK was, was on the floor. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah which kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, ticket prices you, you, dropped. Did you... Uh, yeah. You ticket weasel? prices No, I dropped weasels. No. Yeah, no. No, I, uh, I actually had some friends come down last minute, and one of them is doing quite well for themselves because they live in a province where houses are $160,000. Oh, there you go. So uh, he was like, oh, yeah, what? I want to sit on the floor. Where could that be? <laughs> well, probably just, uh, just to the east of us, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, got to, to sit on the floor. It was fun. Um, the, the one thing that I, I would critique, the... Uh, commercial break times mm. they could improve on. AEW production is 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 still way behind the WWE's yeah, production. Like the, the, the wrestling was fine. <laughs> the, the two out of three falls tag match with the the Bullet Club Epic. and FTR is one of the best matches I've seen in my life. With fifty seven mm-hmm. minutes to open the show. Boom, killed the first hour with those three. 57, yeah. 57 minutes? minutes. Yeah. yeah. That's a long match. It is. Yeah. Usually <laughs> there's three matches like, in one. Like <laughs> one commercial break in between yeah. 20, 25 TV, minutes. A, a half TV hour is a long wrestling yeah. match. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, they went 57 minutes. But between, like, during the commercial breaks, it's basically just their, their ring announcer, yeah, uh, who in this case is Josh Fuentes, was either doing crowd work or two minutes till yeah. we come back. 15 seconds. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Just, just, like, count it down? Yeah. yeah that's, like, she was doing feels a, so uncomfortable. Like, she wasn't, like, didn't have a great rapport with the crowd. Like, they showed some signs, but she wasn't really having a lot of conversation. But it was, like, randomly throwing up time. And But then they weren't yeah. showing her on the, the yeah. video thing yeah, either. So it's just, like, you had to look. Yeah, she, it was like, what's happening? Oh, yeah, it's a 10-year-old she's talking to. Oh, okay. Because yeah. it just had, the, like, the AEW Collision logo on the on the Dome Jumbotron and then on the on yeah. the Titantron. So some tightening up to, yeah. to do there, for sure. Because, like, WWE, there's, like, commercials and there's all these things. Yeah, and, hey, prom- here's this. promos yeah. and, like, And WWE like will that. be rolling through here uh, in a couple weeks as well, August uh, Yeah, August 11th, 11th yeah. for SmackDown. Yeah. You boys are both going to that, too? I haven't bought tickets yet, but, yeah. So those August, will not come down in price. No. That that'll be <laughs> is it the first SmackDown after SummerSlam? Yes, Second it will SmackDown. be. Oh. It will be the first. Oh no, it is for you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. See Look new uh, new Universal Maybe. Champion Jey Uso Maybe. hanging out May and event Jey Uso. Not gonna lie, uh, Friday I was waiting for something to start and I flipped over SmackDown and uh, they were having a little bit of a chat in the ring with a desk and <laughs> contract up. signing contract yeah, signing season. Contract yeah. Oh yeah. And he ripped it to shreds. Oh, yeah. And I was on <laughs> the legal documents, sir. Uh, you can't do that. <laughs> Can you respect the WWE yeah. contract? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a sheet of loose leaf. It's got like yeah. hey dude. It's dude, like that sticky note. note I wrote there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. Congrats on winning this one of a kind, Glenn. What is this? Remember when we gave those hockey cards out for being the right picks? Oh yeah. And it like died after like two weeks. Man, we've had a few of those things, hey? That that pile of cards is still sitting there. Yeah, that's where we're taking oh, just man. random cards out of there. We were giving away prizes, and if you were good, we would give you a, a one of a kind OPG card. I'd mail it. I'd straight up mail they're, it. They're also not one of a kind. We have no idea if they're one of a kind. I was but, being but a that's jerk. fine. And we literally mailed it to people, and then people stopped wanting them. Tugging on his junk. Weird. Yeah, that's Jeez. that was the Glenn Hanlon tugging on his junk picture. There's a lot of good ones. I went through there and I picked out like all of like current GMs and stuff. Did not last. Um, just quickly, someone on the, the text line saying they're off to Japan in October, which, A, extremely jealous. I would move oh there tomorrow if I could. Uh, but they say, do I hit up a, a new Japan Pro Wrestling show? Absolutely 100%. I went to a show at Corkwood Hall, yeah. and it was so cool. It's everybody um, sitting. It's all quiet, and then they clap. It's yeah. like the way they watch the, over in Japan, Japan is crazy. It, it was it was like just before the pandemic, so yeah. there's cheering and all these things. I got to go to a good one. It was a retirement for a referee, so a bunch of legends came out. Mm. Dude beside me was crying. Oh, um, what? Yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great Muda came out, and this dude oh is just God. weeping beside me. Just like, oh. <laughs> um, Inoki, yes. Inoki, who's now passed away, did a video thing and everyone chanted but one thing i will warn um i, I don't know the the size of the the texture but if you are similar in my stature there are seats you won't fit in um <laughs> we we were planning on going on a different day and they were like well we don't have any bleacher seats available for you and you won't fit here and i i went really? and looked at so like they they have like actual like stadium seating up the, the one wall and the other side it's just like like you're going to watch a, a slow pitch game or something like it's yeah. just like stands huh. and those ones i fit in but like I went and checked after, and I could not, both widthwise and lengthwise, wow. would not fit in and, the uh, the chairs there. And you're not that wide of a dude. You're more vertically challenged yeah. than anything. Yeah. Like what are you, six three, six four, six, six four? When I stand up straight, yeah. Yeah, and when you stand up straight, <laughs> yeah. I, that's usually <laughs> Who how you does measure that people. Now? Yeah. Posture issues and whatnot. But yeah, yeah no. Um, when you yeah. stretch your neck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So being six four and you go to Japan, do you do they just like? Kind of put like a big blinker on you when you go through <laughs> customs and just May as prepare well. for you. I one of the Airbnbs I stayed in, I no kidding hit my forehead on the the door walking into the bathroom. <laughs> it was like so, sometimes if I'll if I'll hit my head on something, it's like I'm grazing the top of it mm. or whatever. But this one, I almost took my eyeballs out on going really? into the bathroom and grocery stores. I could see the top of the shelves. Um, there was one place we went into. I had to go like sideways and like ducking to to weave through everything. One of the biggest things uh, I have a friend who's not that tall, and his family is not that tall, and they built this magnificent house, and they adjusted all of the light switches to be like six inches to a foot lower than what you typically would oh, see man. in your home, and it throws me off like crazy <laughs> whenever I'm at their place. Well, I don't go there anymore, but back when I was a kid and I would used to stay at their place and stuff, it would throw me off. Like crazy, like you're trying to go to the washroom in the middle of the night and you're frantically searching for this light switch that's down by your knees. Yeah. Did you have that type of stuff where the light switches are on different... The the sinks were really low. Sinks that are really was, low? That was the thing. Like a, a lot of the things were shorter. One of the things that we had to look for when we were getting like Airbnbs and stuff, a lot of the beds didn't fit. Like because everything there is so compact and all the, yeah. the houses are so small, um, they they would have beds that were like five ten. So for you to sleep, you'd have to be like fetal position. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So we we looked for any place that had a bed that wasn't like sandwiched between two walls. Like as long as <laughs> if my feet can dangle over, I can pile up our bags and yeah. we'll be fine. Hmm. Well done. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, enjoy Japan in October. That's going to be sweet. Yeah, that's going to be. So and hit good. up an NJPW show. Yes, absolutely.
Hopefully, when a referee retires and you can see grown men weep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love that? <laughs> Uh, around the corner, uh, we're talking fantasy football. We did a lot of football in this segment, but uh, around the after after eight, we're going to mm-hmm. do a lot of football of the soccer football. variety. Football. Not a lot of hockey today. Sorry, guys. But uh, do NFL something, and we'll show. talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Poking him with a stick. Come Come on, on. Do something. Do so. um, Ilya Samsonov signed for one year. Don't well, forget yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Three point five three. Three point five. Good for him. Good for him. Derek Brown, NFL fantasy writer for Fantasy Pros, joins us next. Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan. You're listening to the Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames. Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan. Welcome back to the show. We are in the midst of hour number two. You can grab the podcast of hour number one. Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon. You name it. It is up there. A uh, whole bunch of nonsense earlier today, and uh, the morning report. It's been a good show so yeah. far. Quality entertainment. Yeah, oh, quality. I would highly recommend you go and uh, download that and give us a five-star review, obviously. I'm Matt Rose. He's Peter Klein. Patty Dumas producing today. GVP is running the board in the other room, and we go down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline to be joined by Derek Brown, NFL fantasy writer for Fantasy Pros. Derek, thanks for taking some time this morning. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, guys. You know, just trying to get moving, getting the caffeine going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just getting it cooking. We love that. Uh, it's what What is now like for you? Because I always get to kind of that week before the very first NFL game, and for fantasy gurus, that kind of feels like Christmas and I wonder if this is this the start of December. What what does this kind of time feel like as you can see the Hall of Fame game in your sights? Um, the, the calm before the storm is that it? Yeah, no, that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. I feel like uh, George Clooney. I'm riding up the wave, and maybe I get over it, or maybe, maybe I don't. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes, man. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited because outside of all the fantasy drafts. Uh, the return of football means the return of DFS, and I'll, I'll be in the streets. I'm a true DJ, so I'll be play, playing preseason DFS and all types of things. So I'm excited, guys. I didn't even know that was a thing. No, yeah. Oh, you I can love that. Man, on oh, everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love putting a little sprinkle down on anything, right? Yeah, no, that's fair. Now, what does an average day look like for you right now? Because you're obviously trying to prepare your draft list and your draft packages for everybody that's going to go to Fantasy Pros and use that as one of their resources for all of their fantasy drafts. What's an average day look like for you? Are you studying film? Are you looking at practice reports? What is it? It's a lot of monitoring practice reports, updating a lot of things that we already have live in our draft kit. So um, I just released my perfect draft, which is a mountain that I do every year. It's uh, over 50 players, about 60 players total, and it takes you through every single round of said draft um, and let you know who I'm targeting this year. So a lot of it is keeping pace with the news right now. I mean, we just saw everything that happened to Kadarius Tony out of Kansas City and adjusting things based off of everything that's going on. Um, speaking of perfect drafts, we were kind of talking about it before. It feels like this year, um, at quarterback and at tight end, there's a lot of mid and not a whole lot of, uh, difference makers. Mm -hmm. Could this be a year to, to go zero RB or, or am I overthinking things there? No, you're not overthinking things. I mean, I, I like zero RB for me. I try to keep it open. It just depends on league size, depends on how your draft is flowing and stuff like that. I mean, 
for me, I mean, tight end feels easy this year. It's I'm going to draft Kelsey, Andrews, or Waller, or I'm just punting the position down the road, and I'll handle it the later rounds of the draft. Yeah, it's it's either one of the big guys or some dude who you've never heard of out of, like, Iowa or something like that, right? Hey, hey, hey. We would not have any kind of shade about Sam Laporta on this show, okay? I'm just going to bring that up, okay? That's, it's the same thing for quarterbacks, right? Like, I was one of the guys last year who, oh, I'll just wait on a quarterback, and I ended up hitching my wagon to Kirk Cousins and Daniel Jones for the entire season, and, and boy, that's not a fun way to live. I, I mean, I, I would have thought Daniel Jones would have been nice to you last year. He, he had a really good season. Yeah, it was good, but I had the two, and I had to pick, and he was maybe a slow start, that's and fair. it was just... It, I don't like to have to make a decision at quarterback. I like to have my one guy and I put him in and I know that every week he's going to consistently give me a good week. I just don't like to sweat about a quarterback going out and having a bad game and oh. throwing up like a eight or nine points when you needed 17 at least type of thing. Well, it sounds like you need to draft Lamar Jackson or Justin Herbert this year. I mean, that's that problem solved. I mean, that's exactly what I'm hearing. How many quarterbacks are kind of in that tier for you? Um, so my elites here this year, and especially this year, I feel like quarterbacks, well, not feel like quarterbacks are getting pushed up the draft board this year. My tier one guys are Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. And those guys are getting pushed up the board. Like you'll see them fly off the board in third, maybe fourth round. The biggest tier that, that really speaks to me right now. And I hear it, it's kicked up to 11 and it sounds beautiful is my tier two guys, who I think could easily, any one of these guys, heck, multiple ones, could find themselves in the top two, top three of fantasy quarterbacks this year, and that's Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, and Joe Burrow. And any one of those four guys could be top three. When we, when all of the dominoes fall and all the cards are played and we look back on the season, I think any one of those guys could be in, the, in that conversation for top three, except – they're going anywhere between two and three rounds after that tier one that I just mentioned. Uh, Looking at things right now, obviously a a lot of drafts still to go, but there's been a lot of of best ball and things like that. Um, Anything surprising Mm -hmm. you um, from, from how the community is reacting or or any players that you kind of differ from the the fantasy community on? Oh, my co-host, Andrew Erickson, we've been fighting about this all off season. I, for the life of me, I do not understand why people just look at Travis Etienne and do not view this very similarly to Kenneth Walker in that, hey, guess what? They drafted a guy in the top three rounds. He's probably going to be splitting work this year. So I'm going to find myself a lot lower, at least lower than consensus on Travis Etienne because if you look at his season last year, yeah, he was good on early downs, but the problems where he struggled that really give us that type of ceiling in fantasy is he did not get a big role in the passing game and he was not good in the red zone. He was one of the most inefficient running backs in the red zone. And last year, Trevor Lawrence had one of the lowest check down rates of the NFL. And I don't see that changing with Calvin Ridley this year. So Travis Etienne, I'm, I'm pretty much out. Like I've got him probably in my top 24, top 30 running backs, but if I'm on the board and it's okay, it's, Select Travis Etienne or wait at the running back position or go with a wide receiver. Uh, I'm going to press either one of the other buttons on that board. 
Uh, one of the real under-the-radar moves that didn't get a whole lot of press coverage this year was uh, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Um, how, how, do you, uh, how do you view, um, maybe not necessarily Rodgers' fantasy value, because we've listed off a number of quarterbacks who we all probably like more than him, mm-hmm. but, but how do you think he affects some of the, the exciting young weapons that the Jets have? I think he gives life to a few different options in this offense, and whether you're going to wait on tight end and you want to go with Tyler Conklin late in drafts and stream him the first few weeks, or really you're looking at like, okay, what's the upside scenario for Brees Hall? Those parts are pieces because everybody loves Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson. And I'm not saying not to love Garrett Wilson and all the Devontae Adams comparisons we consider him toss at him. All of that's justified. But the other tertiary weapons in this offense, the tight end position with Conklin, the secondary wide receivers, whether it's Al Mazard, and I'll bring up even Corey Davis, select him with one of the last six of your draft. Those guys are going to come along to the right. We believe that the Jets offense is going to be a lot better Then yes, those guys are going to have usable weeks in fantasy. Now, whether you want to draft them in best ball or you want to draft them in your managed league as a late round flyer, I'm in for both. Totally fine. Wanted to ask you, you had mentioned Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. Like, how much of this Jaguars offense are you wanting a piece of? Because it looks to be a, a different group this year compared to what we saw last year. Obviously, the addition of Calvin Ridley coming off the suspension is kind of the, the, the big part that we're all keeping an eye on. Uh, most of where, where I'm going with this offense is really attacking the passing game. So whether it's Trevor Lawrence, but... I mean, really, Cal- Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk are the two biggest parts of this offense that I won. And that's not shade to Zay and what he did last year. But with the addition of a true alpha, and I will say that for Calvin Ridley, because the last time we saw him on an NFL field, and I know, I know it's been a minute, but he, he was still producing at a top-tier level. And I don't think the guy's just forgotten how to play football with his time away. So I'm willing to pay, pay up, pay the iron price for Calvin Ridley. And Christian Kirk, again... I think he could possibly, both of these guys could finish as top 20, top 24 wide receivers mm-hmm. this season. So paying up for Ridley, I'll also enjoy the discount for like a few rounds on Christian Kirk as well. Who should be the first three picks in the drafts this year? And how is it going to differ from who's going to actually be the first three picks of the draft this year? I think, so depending on, you know, depending on your league and, and formats and stuff like that, I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be in that conversation for a lot of people. And I'm not saying it's wrong, but I am lower on CMC this year than maybe consensus because when we saw Elijah Mitchell on the field last year, big, big difference in his fantasy output. Heck, Elijah Mitchell had a higher red zone carry percentage than CMC in games when they were active. So for me, he's not in my top three, as opposed to I think in a lot of leagues, he will go in the top three. My top three is Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and Travis Kelsey. And if you want to throw another wide receiver over Kelsey in there, I get it. But he's a difference maker. And if you can look at him cross-positionally, he's a top 10 running back. If you look at fantasy points per game, he's a top five wide receiver if we just want to shade it that way. And nothing has changed for him. So at a onesie position where you're getting a difference maker weekly, Travis Kelsey is in that top three for me, and then it's going to be Chase and Jefferson, and I'm really just making bets on, okay, both are really going to be really, really good this year, and we're just going to see on who can be the wide receiver one overall. But I think, you know, obviously the good bet is for one of those guys. 
Uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook have won many people, many a fantasy league. Uh, they're still looking for work. The, the players who replace them, uh, Tony Pollard and Alexander Madison, how are you looking at those two running backs who are looking to get maybe a bit of an upgrade this year? This is exactly why I come on this show. Y'all team me up perfectly. I love this. Tony Pollard's my RB1 overall this year. I, I will, I'm oh. trying to draft him every single place that I possibly can. He's one of the most efficient running backs in the NFL. And for everybody we've clamored for last year, the year before, free Tony Pollard, put, give him the work. Give him the work. <laughs> like, we all saw what Ezekiel Elliott did. I want all the Tony Pollard I possibly can because as a top 10 running back and he didn't even get 50% of the work last year, he could be the number one running back in fantasy this year. So give me Tony Pollard in every single draft. I would draft him aggressively, but Alexander Madison, as much love as I have for Pollard, I do not have a lot for Madison. I He looks exactly like a classic dead zone back, and when I'm saying that, he's a guy that we're projecting a lot of volume for, but if you look at what he's done over the last few years, his yards per route run have dropped in each of the last three years. His yards after contact for attempt, it, i.e. his tackle breaking ability, has dropped in each of the last four seasons. Heck, I mean, if we go back and everybody says, oh, well, Madison's been great whenever he's gotten the ball and he's destroyed other teams and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, three of those five starts came against the hapless Detroit Lions. Not this year's Detroit Lions, but previous seasons when they were a bottom three run defense. So, yeah, that's great and grand. It's not that wonderful if you look at the competition and stuff and you look at his other metrics. Like, I'm bypassing Madison in all my drafts. I'm going to sit here and take a late swing on Ty Chandler. Or um, my favorite guy out of that backfield right now is Dwayne McBride. And we didn't see him in OTAs. Uh, he was dealing with what I was going to say was a hamstring injury. But that's actually my favorite. So people are earmarking a Vikings running back to sit here and draft late. Go get Dwayne McBride. One of the teams that really fascinates me from a fantasy standpoint is San Francisco. Kittle, when he's healthy, can be very good. Debo Samuel, incredibly dynamic. Um, Christian McCaffrey, just obviously, you know, he's been all right. Um, but I don't know who their quarterback is, and I don't know if they know who their quarterback is. How volatile do you look at that situation as? It, so it, it can be very, very volatile looking at this before training camp opens. Now, Maybe I'm lost in the sauce, but I think that Brock Purdy is going to be their starting quarterback. Kyle Shanahan, everybody in that organization has come out and said it religiously. As long as his arm is functional, which all the reports are pretty good right now, I think he's going to be their starter. And that being the case, he performed extremely well. I'm not extremely high on him in drafts right now. I think he's, he's a fine QB, too. If you're playing in two quarterback leagues or super flex, then that's where I have more interest in him. In one quarterback leagues, eh, I mean, I'll, I'll probably just draft a guy earlier. But I think that he showed enough last year that he earned the job. He should be considered the favorite as well because we know what we're getting out of Sam Darnold, probably not pretty. And Trey Lance, as talented as he is, has not put up enough on the NFL field to really sew up that job. One of the kind of interesting queries I always have around now is, are there any really dynamic players that you're probably going to end up avoiding because of who their quarterback is? And I think of a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, who just signed in Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill is there. But 
you know, it's not the Patrick Mahomes or something like that that you really want to hit your wagon to. Is there anything that you're kind of looking at right now as a dynamic offensive receiver or running back that you just want to avoid because the offense itself might not be able to move the ball very well? Uh, there's a few. I mean, we, we could talk for days about the putrid state of the Arizona Cardinals mm. offense and that, that entire franchise, to be honest. Um, so there's not a lot of Cardinals love for me. Uh, if, I mean, if we're going to go a little bit further down, um, you know, the Carolina Panthers, as much hope as we have for that franchise with Bryce Young being there, Miles Sanders, again, we kind of know at this juncture of his career who he is. Is he going to get the work? Sure. Does that really give him anything more than RB2 upside? Probably not. But I don't want any parts or pieces of that passing game. Hayden Hurst, no thank you. Adam Thielen, oh, he's dust. Jonathan Mingo, wasn't high on him as a prospect. So if I want to sit here and pick one offense that I'm probably just like, okay, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's probably the Carolina Panthers. Where are you at on uh, B. John Robinson, the rookie running back? Um, please, I'll draft him all day, every day, and twice on <laughs> Sunday. I, I, I mean, he's going to be a top five back for me. I mean, Arthur Smith is going to give him all the work that he could possibly handle this year. Looking at uh, a few other rookies, we, we mentioned uh, you mentioned there Bryce Young before. Um, at the quarterback spot, there was a lot of talk about these quarterbacks coming in. Any of them catching your eye at all from a fantasy standpoint? Yes, draft Anthony Richardson and thank me later. If he starts every single game this year, people want to want to at least try to discount him because of passing and what he did and stuff like that. I want uh, Anthony Richardson is my QB ten this year, and I don't think that that is hyperbolic. It's not crazy. He is going to run a ton this year. We've seen how this offense operates. Shane Steichen and the tush push at the uh, goal line. <laughs> Anthony Richardson's going to get a lot of goal line carries this year. And if he starts every game, book it. He will be a top 12 fantasy quarterback. Um, speaking of, of players who are on offenses that might be underwhelming, I, I turn to my favorite team, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Devontae Adams has Ooh. been one of the more... Oh, yeah, I know. It's been great. Uh, Devontae Adams, uh, <laughs> extremely talented, a, a quarterback change this year, and I would go so far as to say downgrade. Uh, how do you look at Devontae Adams, and are there any other weapons that the Raiders may have that, that could catch your eye, like a, a Josh Jacobs or someone like that? Jacobs, I'm avoiding in a lot of drafts right now. Like, I think the, the, the possibility of the holdout is real right now. So, it, especially, like, if he falls in a draft, maybe. But, it, I mean, honestly, yes. And I, I, I want to apologize for your Raiders fandom. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been a rough road. I, but, hey, guess what? At least you know that your quarterback has two functional feet right now, okay? That, that's, that's a good. We're in, we're in positive camp mood, you know? So, oh, boy. With, <laughs> with, with that, I mean, Adams is still going to be a wide receiver one this year. I have him as a wide receiver 12. I'm not over the moon and, and super excited, but the volume is going to be there, and his talent level is still through the roof. But outside of Adams, this offense is, yeah, it's pretty smelly. Pretty stinky. Don't really know want a lot of parts and pieces of this. I mean, the, the only one that I will throw in here uh, is take a shot on um, Michael Mayer late. It, he is being left to the very, very end of drafts. And when I'm talking about this passing attack, it's really consolidated. 
you have Adams, you have Jacoby Myers, and then it's kind of bad. Mm-hmm. And so there is an easy path for him to rise up and get maybe 90 targets. And if he gets in the 90 at 100 target range, he's going to be a top 12 tight end this year. Derek, if uh, last year was a trailer for Justin Fields, what is the movie going to look like this year? I mean, this is this is what Bad Boys Forever Infinity, right? Like, there's gonna be beautiful explosions. I mean, action sequences. The box office is crushing. I mean, it's the summer movie that's now become the fall classic. It's gonna be wonderful. Justin Fields is going to have a total, total coming out party this year. He's got weapons. He's got blocking. Had neither one of those last year. And well, I am. I'm not going to say I'm not in the camp of he's this year's Jalen Hurts. I I don't want to go too far to say he's going to be the quarterback one overall this year, but can he be top three? Could he be in that top three conversation? Oh, 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 yes, (laughs) absolutely. I thought you were going to say he'll have a field day, so props for uh, kind of holding off on that one. (laughs) I I sidestepped it. I thought about it, and I was like (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> Might be laying it on a bit thick, man. It's been a lot of fun, Derek. Really appreciate your time today. Uh, enjoy draft season. It's the best time of the NFL uh, fantasy season, in my opinion. Enjoy it, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Appreciate it, guys. And, uh, you know, go Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Hooray. Yeah. Derek Brown from <laughs> Fantasy Pros joining us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hauling. Did that make you feel any better about your Raiders, PK? Look, I'm probably going to watch more USC Trojans uh, this year, oh. getting ready for Caleb Williams, uh, potentially for the, uh, the the Raiders this year. Oh, you're already looking forward already, to the 2024 draft? Already looking yeah, at draft okay, time. Good. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo's wheels are going to fall off literally and figuratively, and uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to high draft picks this year. That's what we're looking for. Because drafting a quarterback high has never bitten the Raiders before, so it'll be fine. Really? Yeah. Never. No, yeah. Are yeah. you sure? Yeah. No, can't think of one time. Can we fact check that? Yeah, where they drafted a quarterback the size of a left guard over Calvin Johnson. <laughs> size matters. You can't <laughs> yeah. teach size. He can throw 80 yards from his knees, so it's it's fine. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure means he's down, so yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't but help. That, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. That was so much fun. I'm very excited for fantasy season now. Yeah, I, I think this is a really interesting year. Uh, in years past, it was... The, the first round is exclusively running backs, and then you go from there. And you, you heard Derek talking there. You, you could go wide receiver with your first-round pick. You can go tight end. Uh, there's probably a quarterback or two you could reach for. So there's uh, there's a number of different options. I feel like a lot of drafts are going to look very different this year, which is really exciting. Have you used Fantasy Pros before? I have, yeah. It's a great resource. Big fan? Yeah, big fan. I would recommend it. Yeah? Yeah. For drafts that we're in together? No, don't do that. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're gonna want to use the sports night model? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, man, when we did the the, the fantasy football show, yeah, it, you could tell who listened and who didn't because, like, there there was one draft I was in with a, a few people who I knew listened to the show, and it was every pick before mine. Oh, I heard Peter's into this guy taken. It was so fr- I started lying on the show. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just yeah. like any good reporter. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Keep some of the information. Feed yeah. the narrative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Um, I remember once when I did a uh, fantasy baseball auction draft, and it was with Brad Curl and Jeff Hollick. You actually yeah. might have been in that league, and yeah. Will Nault and uh, Muma, Jonathan yeah. Muma over from uh, 660 in City. Um, 
And uh, I had no strategy whatsoever, except whenever I knew that one of the people that I trusted their knowledge was bidding on a player, <laughs> I jumped in. Yeah, there that you was, go. Yeah, and I didn't get invited back to that league, <laughs> strangely enough. Yeah, no, that's probably fair. Uh, that's 7 o'clock hours, just like that. A lot of NFL, right. um, because, you know, the Hall of Fame game is like 10 days away, so why wouldn't we? Yeah. And uh, around the corner, a lot of other football, of the soccer variety, the round ball type. Footy. We'll get into it with uh, Haley McGoldrick, writer for Sportsnet, covering the Women's World Cup. And top of the table, Tommy Wielden Jr., head coach and manager of your Cavalry FC, is going to join us right after 8.30 as well. Um, be a part of the show, 960-960. Hit us up on the text line. And we are going to uh, have the podcast up here real shortly on Google, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Derek Brown joined us down the Alice Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. 15-time Consumer's Choice Award winner at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. For pickup or delivery, call 403-248-3344. That's a lot of awards. Yeah. Not they don't just hand those out like <laughs> weekly. Like that's an annual thing. Like, but it's a long time. Uh, yeah, 15-time Consumer Choice Award winner. Better believe it. We'll take a break. Haley McGoldrick joins us next. Sports at 960 The Fan.